Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Learn Lead Podcast. Just want to introduce our guest, Jared Oaks. Was just out there in Las Vegas at his event. Amazing entrepreneur. Very young, very successful. You guys are going to really love this one. Jared Oaks here. How are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. How about you, boys? <laughs> We're good, man. And if, if anyone remembers, we had Mikey Lopez on maybe five, six months ago at this point. Um, Jared is the guy who actually started out mentoring Mikey. They're now business partners. I just flew out there with my boy Jake about a week ago to go out to their networking event. They're doing some massive things. So really happy we got Jared on here. All this information coming straight from the horse's mouth now. It's good to it's good to have you on here. Thanks for making it happen. It's good to be here, boys. Hell yeah, man. So, so why don't you just start with all of it? I, I know your story, but why don't you tell our listeners about, you know, college and how you came to be, what you're up to right now? Yeah. So, you know, it's definitely an interesting story because, you know, there's obviously a lot of it that might sound cliche, but, you know, everything I'm saying is obviously, you know, 100% what happened. So, you know, really... What happened was I was honestly an athlete my whole life. Um, you know, I was a great baseball player. I know you you were a baseball player too. Um, I actually, so like I was, you know, I was definitely D1 potential. My dad wanted me to play. Like I, like I said, I was always pretty good. Um, you know, I'm from Staten Island. Um, like my senior year in high school, I actually ended up having the second best batting average on the entire island. So I always had like something about me where I was good at things, but I was never good at school, right? I was always a below tier student, but I was always an above tier athlete. And I actually have seen online statistics that show that um, a lot of athletes do become successful entrepreneurs. So, it, you know, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But um, so, agree. yeah, my dad wanted me to play Division One baseball. But, you know, I, I, I was a realist and I didn't think I had what it took to go pro. So I started going to college, um, obviously, as a freshman. And I remember I told myself, like, I, I love being good at things, but I was never good at school. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to college and I'm going to apply the mindset that I used to be great in baseball to now be great at school because I didn't really have anything else to do. And I remember I had this big list of like careers to choose from. It was orientation. I was going to Oneonta and I just looked at it and every job just seemed so miserable. Like there was nothing that struck me. There was nothing that made me like, you know, now like when I wake up, I wake up in the morning with passion. Like there was nothing that I knew was going to give me that passion. So immediately I realized like, there's a very slim chance I'm going to make it out of college, like with what I'm supposed to make it out with. Right. So at that point I was a freshman in college and I really did come from, you know, a below middle-class family. Like just for example, um, I told you guys I played baseball in high school, um, senior year, my whole team went to Florida and I was one of two kids that didn't go with the team for the sole fact that my parents couldn't afford for me to go. Like literally that was it. The only reason I didn't go was $2,000 and my dad literally just, couldn't get the money together to send me. So um, I really did come from that type of family where money was always a problem. My parents got divorced. Um, they were always fighting about money. My dad was a, he was a failed businessman. So it, it was just, I always heard the typical sayings, right? Like money doesn't grow on trees. Um, you know, everything you could think of like that, a poor, I don't know if you guys read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but like oh, yeah. everything that the poor dad was saying, my dad was saying, honestly. So Um, yeah, so I was a freshman in college, dead broke. And, you know, I'm surrounded by all these Long Island kids whose parents are just feeding them money. 
And I literally couldn't even afford to get food. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, I couldn't ask my parents for money. And all my friends were just, their parents were just handing them thousands of dollars. So I knew I had to do something. So it was Thanksgiving, my freshman year of college. And I had two cousins that were doing e-commerce, but I never really thought about like asking them about it. And I remember I told one of them like, hey man, like I'm a freshman in college right now. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm about to get a job. I told him I was going to get a job, right? And he said, don't get a job. And I was like, what do you mean don't get a job? How am I supposed to make money? And he goes, and he's, he's 10 years older than me. He was already a successful entrepreneur. And he goes, Jared, time is your most valuable asset. Do not trade your time for money. And I never heard anything entrepreneur wise. Like I had never been exposed to anything business. And I hear this quote as a freshman in college, like I said, Thanksgiving, Jared, don't t- trade your time for money. Time is your most valuable asset. So at that point, I'm like, damn, like, what the hell is this guy talking about? And I asked him, I was like, all right, well, what should I do? And him being like an older cousin, he wanted to be like, put me like through like a ring of fire. So he purposely like didn't mentor me or tell me anything. He was like, check out the warriorforum.com, which is like a blog for e-commerce marketers. This was six years ago. And he goes, just see what you find and run with it. So I literally, now I'm a freshman in college. I have no idea anything about business, anything about anything. And I literally just find this website, Warrior Forum, that teaches random businesses, but it's not videos or courses. It's like literally blog posts. So I see a 10-step blog, how to make a million dollars as an affiliate marketer. So I'm like, all right, let me go through it. Literally just bullet points. And through those bullet points, I managed to design a whole website. Um, I had a whole workout program that I was selling. I had a whole thing going and it was crazy because I looked back a month ago and I was like, I didn't know how to do any of this. Like this is a month later, obviously. And I was like, I didn't know how to do anything. But with just the power of will, like I was able to build a website. So I have $500 to my name. It's time to launch the website. I launch it. Within about a week and a half, I had $0 to my name, literally not even a penny. I was literally 100% broke. So at that point, it's my second semester, freshman year of college. And I know I'm going on. If you guys want to interrupt me at any time, no, no, keep free. running, brother. Keep hitting us with it. I'm just going to share yeah. the whole story. Yeah, get it. So, we'll, we'll, we'll fill gaps when needed, but keep going, bro. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So at that point, it's my second semester, freshman year of college, and I decide to pledge a fraternity. And at that point, I don't know if you guys have ever pledged a frat, but you do not have time to do anything else. So at that point, I put my entrepreneurial entrepreneurial career on hold and decide to pledge a frat. Um, I actually also decided to get a job on campus, right, as a busboy at the dining hall. So for six weeks, I pledged the frat. I work and it worked out because I was able to use the job to miss hazing. <laughs> so like that was the reason why I worked that job. And obviously, I just needed money. I realized I couldn't start a business with no money. Well, so I get into the fraternity. And at that point, I'm working literally a few hours a week. Like my paychecks were under $20. I'm not even kidding. And I realized the only reason I was even going to that job was because it was getting me out of being hazed. So as soon as I got in the fraternity, I just stopped showing up to the job. So at that point, um, again, back where I started, literally dead broke college student. And I I reached back out to my cousins like, hey, like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this business with no money to my name. Like I can't run ads. It's not going to work. So that's when my um, other cousin, the first one was he's 10 years older than me. Um, His name's Joe. This one now, that's this is Joe's younger brother. His name is Mike. Um, I, I think you met him uh, at the uh, event, but um, so I, I started talking to him like, what should I do? I have no money. Like, I, I got to start something. So he tells me about this eBay dropshipping business 
And he's like, man, I tried this business out. I made 40 bucks really quickly, but I decided not to do it because it wasn't worth my time. I was so broke. When I heard him say he made 40 bucks and didn't do it, I was like, there's no way you, you made 40 bucks online and you're not doing it anymore. And he was like, $40. Like, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, this was the level of broke I was at at this point of my life. And I know a lot of college students go through this. That's why I know like a lot of people can relate, but I didn't have parents that were able to give me money where I know a lot of kids do. So um, at that point, I'm like, all right, I'm going to start this eBay business. He told me that you don't need any money. Like eBay is all free traffic. Um, essentially, all you did literally was start an eBay account, take products from walmart.com and list them on eBay for 40% higher. That's literally all you did. And I just start listing 10 products a day. Um, I end up, I bought someone's course. The guy's name was David Vu. And he pretty much just said, all you need to do is list 10 products a day or more and you'll start making money. So that's what I did. I started listing 10 products a day and we just, I just started making sales. Honestly, I was just literally taking products from Walmart, putting on eBay for 40% higher. And yeah, by my sophomore year of college, I was actually making like a few thousand dollars a month with it. So now here I am, I go from literally the brokest kid that anyone ever knew to, you know, I'm making like a thousand bucks a month, but even as a college student, that's still a lot of money. And it's funny because everyone's like calling me the rich man. And honestly, like I'm a big believer. If people start like saying things to you, like, oh, you're a rich man, you're this, you're that, let them say it. Because what I like to say is they're manifesting for me. So everyone's calling me the rich guy and I'm not even making that much, but I did feel rich because I really came from nothing. Now I'm making a thousand a month. So I'm making a thousand dollars a month with um, eBay. And what happens is we go on a, a, tri a trip to Greece with the fraternity. And obviously I couldn't afford the trip, but my eBay business helped me pay for it. And I got a student loan to actually pay for the trip because um, it, it was a school trip. So it actually counted as a, 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 a credit. So while I'm away in Greece, I know I'm not going to be able to run the eBay business. At this point, I have a whole operation. Like I'm not even kidding. I have like three employees, 6,000 products, like literally a huge eBay operation just out of my college dorm room. And I know I'm not going to be able to run the business. So I, I approached my friend, Mike, Mike Lopez, who I'm sure you, obviously you guys know. I don't know if, if the audience knows. And I'm like, hey, man, would you be able to run my eBay business for me while I'm gone? Um, long story short, while I'm gone, there's a very important thing I forget to tell him. And the thing was, for anyone that does eBay, when you cancel an order on eBay, you have to say the customer wanted to cancel, not that you had to cancel. So I don't tell Mike this very important little thing. And long story short, I get back from Greece and my eBay business gets shut down immediately. PayPal bans me. They start holding like $3,000. I had like four or 5K in credit card debt. So they're, they're holding more money than I even have to my name. And I literally couldn't pay off my credit card. Um, at the same time, I owe eBay $2,000 in fees. But literally, the, all the money I had was being held by PayPal. So I end up getting sent to collections from eBay. Um, and I tell them, so I owed them like two grand. I tell them, I'm like, I cannot pay you guys. I, I think I had like $400 to my name, like in my bank account at the time. I'm like, listen, you guys can take the $400. That's all I have. And the collection agency took it. So I literally was back where I started, dead broke again, but honestly, even a worse position because now I had like $2,000 worth of credit card debt um, and no money to my name. So at this point, I'm about to be a junior in college. And I get a job working like party rentals, like, you know, like picking up chairs, setting up tents. And I made good money, but I was working literally 12 hour days, like literally 12 hours. And I end up making enough that summer to just get myself out of debt. And I start another business. It's a, it's a, a funny apron store. 
very quickly fails. So I'm like, you know what? Let me start something new. So I start a yoga clothing, a yoga clothing line. I end up building a pretty big yoga clothing line. Like I have Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders posting it on their Instagram. Um, a bunch of cheerleaders from NFL teams just promoting it all over their Instagram. And I ended up selling the company for like a few thousand dollars. Um, so at this point, right, I'm like, all right, I'm, I went from broke to in debt to now I have like five, five K or so, right? What happens a week later? Um, I w- so we were playing intramural football. Now I'm a junior in college. I just had like a pretty big win, right? Like I sold a store for like three grand. I went from in debt to now having five K in the bank. I'm feeling like a, a boss and we win our intramural football championship. And long story short, um, we did some partying, some celebrating, and I'm not going to say which drugs, but I had some drugs on me and I'm at a supermarket. I don't even realize I have them in my wallet anymore. Like I thought I didn't have, I I thought I didn't have anything and it actually falls out of my wallet. Right behind me is an off-duty cop. So I finally get out of debt. I finally have a few thousand dollars to my name. What happens is I drop a bag of of something in front of an off-duty cop and now here I am arrested. I end up spending three nights in jail Plus, I had to pay for a lawyer. I had to pay for fines. I, I, pretty much, long story short, I'm back and I'm dead broke again. So at this point, I literally, like, I just sold the company, thought I was going to have money at least for the whole junior year to hold me over. I'm back at zero. And at this very point, like, I, as I mentioned earlier in the story, I had older cousins that were successful with e So they finally approached me. They're like, hey, Jared, like, we realize that you have what it takes to be successful, but you obviously don't have the money. So they, they decide that they're going to invest in me, loan me the money and teach me how to do what they do. So they put me through three years of hell just so they can finally say, we're going to bring you on the team. We're going to invest in you. We're going to you know, make you successful. And within eight months of that day, I was making $10,000 a month profit personally, like me personally. So as a, by the end of my junior year of college, I was making $10,000 a month. Um, it was May of 2018 that we did our first six-figure um, six-figure month in sales, and since then I've done six figures in month, uh, six figures per month, um, every single month, multiple seven-figure months as well. So, you know, that's pretty much my whole story. I know it was a long one, um, but yeah, that was my road from the trenches to where I am today. Like I said, so May May 2018 was my first time doing six figures per month. And obviously, since then, we've built a whole empire, a whole community. Um, you know, we've had multiple months where we've done over a million dollars in sales. I've, I've done over 1.5 million in a single month before amongst all my stores. And between all my stores, I've done well over $20 million in sales at this point. Yeah. So first off, I got to give you congrats on running for 14 minutes straight and captivating the audience because I was locked in for 14 minutes straight. We've had people come on here and tell their story for a while and, and you start to get lost in the sauce. That that was an awesome story, first off. Um, second off, can you... Yeah, can, I've, I've heard ahead. this before and I was still like, wait, there's a couple of things I didn't listen to. <laughs> no, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, can you, can you bring the audience up to speed today? What that sales process looks like or what type of um, goods and services are offered and, and what that all, all that looks like uh, up to today. Right. And how, when, when you made the jump to work with your cousins, what did that initially look like? And then how is that, you know, exploded to where it is today? Yeah. So, so my cousins, they were my mentors, but as the younger cousin, they, and they've told me this, they, they wanted to treat me as like a Guinea pig. So they purposely weren't having me do the business they were successful in 
because they, they knew there was other things that worked and they wanted me to find it. But they realized the businesses I was doing were honestly just garbage. Like they weren't good business models. So when they decided to invest in me, the business we started together was a, a high ticket dropshipping store. So essentially what you sell are, you know, high ticket products that people need for their homes, um, specifically upper middle class, you know, people in middle America, Long Island, uh, people that have space, people that have backyards, people that have basements, um, you know, and I can name a few, you know, sinks, um, ovens, saunas, you know, hot tubs. Like I can go on for days, right? Um, generators, um, inflatable boats. And these are all products I've sold. I've sold everything at this point. But yeah, that's what, uh, that's what it was that we uh, started with. So now, how do you go about figuring out which products are the ones, right? So I, I, I'm, I'm very... I'm familiar with the, the model. I know that you have to call suppliers. You got that, that whole process. You kind of don't tell everyone within your community what suppliers you use because that's kind of the uh, the secret sauce right there. <laughs> um, but how do you go about just figuring out, okay, what's pro- what's this product? Is it kind of just like, hey, I think this will work and then let's test it for a couple months and then rinse and repeat kind of deal? Yeah. You know, first of all, in regards to the whole not telling our products, you know, yeah, it's pretty obvious that if we told people our products, they'd copy it right away. And not even that it's obvious. It's actually happened. I've had people, there's a guy that I grew up with um, that I've known since I was like seven years old who started a high ticket dropshipping store and immediately just tried to copy me. So it's like when people I grow up with have, have you know, whatever stabbed me in the back, I'm not going to just trust randoms. Obviously, there's nothing to gain from it. But the reason why we teach the business is because the thing is, is that one supplier can literally change your life, right? When I started making $10,000 a month profit, now remember, I was 50% owner of the store. So the store was making 20000 per month profit. That was all from one supplier. Like at that point, we tested like 10 plus suppliers. So when I started my high ticket dropshipping store, as I told you guys, it took eight months from the day we started to make $10,000. To be honest, like the first five months, we weren't making any money. Like I was... Even with my cousins as my mentors and investing in me, we still weren't profitable. And I remember my cousin said to me, he's like, dude, it feels like there's an invisible force field that doesn't want you to make money. It was like I was going through the ringer in every way possible, but we just kept testing suppliers. And I think it was like the 11th or 12th supplier that we ran ads to that they just hit huge. And yeah, we started making $3,000 a month profit. And then the next month, five, and then the next month, 10. And then that whole summer, we made 25 to 30 profit per month. I I went from literally dead broke my junior year to I made like 60K from May until the beginning of my senior year of college. So I literally came into senior year of college loaded. And I know I, I'm sure you remember Mikey saying like I was paying for everyone. I was buying all the alcohol, all the food, all the everything you could think of. I was just paying for it. And it was honestly amazing. I, I couldn't, you know, I loved every second of it. But um, in terms of finding products, you know, the only things we can tell people are low competition and good prices, you know, high prices. So there's, like I said, one supplier can change your life. There's a million suppliers out there. And that's what's so amazing. You know, at this point, our community has over 500 students. And listen, I'm not going to say all of them are successful. Matter of fact, a, you know, a small percentage are successful. But when you compare our success rate to every other community out there, it's a lot higher. And I know that because I'm in almost every e-com community out there. Mm, yeah. I, I, so to step out of the e-commerce, just in that in that sandbox, like you're also an author, you're not you're a mentor beyond just the coaching space, right? So talk a little bit about just some of the other ventures you've you've dove into. I think you have a YouTube channel too, correct? 
Yeah, that is correct. And honestly, we haven't posted on it in a while. We, we slack in that regard. But yeah, I, you know, so I was a successful e-com entrepreneur for over three years without even thinking about a personal brand. For whatever reason, right. like, I didn't feel like I was worthy. And, you know, honestly, I think this is a big mistake a lot of people make. I, I think a lot of people wait too long to start taking their personal brand seriously. Like, honestly, personal branding has provided some of the biggest rewards that I've ever seen in my life. Like, I mean, I'm wearing this shirt, Bitcoin Latinum here. You know, if it wasn't for personal branding, like I, I got, you know, brought in on the team to to help with this. It's a cryptocurrency that's going to be coming out soon. That's backed by, you know, a billionaire. It's, it's a legit project. And, you know, personal branding helped me get there. You know, personal branding helped me spend New Year's Eve at the founder of Wishes House. Personal branding helped me develop connections with people that have literally honestly changed my life. So it's crazy to think um, it all started right with me desiring to be an author. Honestly, I didn't really desire to build an Instagram or two Instagrams at this point. Like I have two Instagrams that collectively have about 235,000 followers. That was never my desire. My desire was to write a book and promote the book. So like I said, I was a successful entrepreneur for three years. I love reading. I love learning. And I just said, you know what? I want to write a book. So I, I really just did it. It didn't happen overnight. It took like three or four months. And I don't know if either of you guys read it, but I I, I, I took a lot of time to, to take it seriously. And the book is actually a legit path to wealth. Like if you read the book, I literally go over the mindset you need to succeed. Then I go over 21 different ways to make money, not just online, but literally as an entrepreneur. Then I go over how to invest that money. And ultimately it all links back to our program. So I wrote the book, realized I needed to market the book. And I was like, you know what? I, I, I started reaching out to publishing companies to get the book in like Barnes and Noble. But then I was like, you know what? If no one knows who I am, they're not going to read the book. So at that point, what I was like, you know what, I'm going to build an Instagram and, and market myself because people will read the book for me, not for the book, but for me. Right. So when I decide to do that, I'm like, all right, I can't only have a book. I need to have something more expensive. So at that point, we create the community. When we started the community, it was literally forty seven dollars a month to get in. And you got a private chat with me and Mike. <laughs> and um, we, we were we were giving the book out for free in exchange for their emails. And. We started blowing up pretty quickly. You know, I started, I, I partnered up with some really powerful people um, in the Instagram space. I, I'm friends with, honestly, some of the biggest pages in the entire entrepreneur space, like very good friends with actually. And I started growing my Instagram pretty quickly, all through shout outs. So I was just shouted out on all the big pages, every big page you can think of. I've honestly been shouted out every single day for the last year, for the last 14 months. Like I can honestly tell you guys some pages. And you'll see me every day on these pages. And, you know, that's how we grew the following. Um, ultimately, we would give the ebook out for free. So, you know, you want to have like a value ladder. You want to, you know, essentially give out a great free free content. And then that's how you'll get people in the paid content. So, um, yeah, at this point, the ebook has actually been downloaded over 7,000 times. So it's truly incredible, even though it's even though we give it out for free. And obviously, I know everyone that downloaded hasn't read it, but even the idea that even half of that, right, like 4,000 people have potentially read my book, it's, it's an amazing feeling. And like I said, um, the community, which right now our smallest package is $500 to get in, which we'll probably change that soon, but the community has over 500 people in it. So it's just, you know, truly incredible um, what we built. What are some, what are some mistakes somewhat, for people that are out there listening to this that 
have a value prop. They they have value to provide and they haven't taken the leap. What are some mistakes you see people make early on in trying to build a personal brand? So that's a great question, right? And I know you guys are looking to build your personal brand. So yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I hope this advice can help. You know, you the first mistake is not understanding that personal branding is a multi-sided spectrum, right? Too many people focus on one side and not the other. And the side that I find people focus on too much is the content side. They want the content to be great. They want to build this production set. They want to invest large sums of money without proof of concept, right? Now, here's the thing is that the content, the content side is not even the, more, the important side. The important side is the marketing and it's not even close. Like it's literally like you need to build a large. All right. So think about it like this, right? Let's just say I post something and I have 100,000 followers, right? And it's like a viral content, like the crate challenge. You guys have seen the crate challenge. Um, so let's I just can't say, say I have. Uh, it, it's something, it's going viral right now. Like it's like hood people running on top of crates. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Go ahead. So let's just say I have 100,000 followers and you have 1,000 and we both post the same video, right? Obviously, mine's going to get more views, right? So. The reason why I'm saying this is because a lot of people, they get into personal branding, they think they're going to go viral, they think they're going to blow up, but you can build a personal brand off a strong foundation and grow that way. And then when you have a large following, if your content gets better, it will go more viral. Like one of my good friends who owns one of the biggest pages on Instagram, he sends me content. And what makes the content go viral is one, of course, the algorithm, which he's gotten. The only reason the algorithm favors him is because of his huge following and two, is that when you have a huge following and then you post viral content, they people DM it to their friends. Like one of the most important insights is DMs. So when I was growing my Instagram, I wasn't posting myself at all. I was only posting viral memes like in the entrepreneurial space. If you go look at Ecom Jared, um, if you look at the beginning posts, you'll see it's all just viral memes. And dude, I was reaching like 50, 60,000 people with some of these posts. They were just, you know, they were just blowing up. I was running shout outs. And the posts were hitting the algorithm. And, you know, long story short, it started bringing people into my page. So that that's the biggest mistake that people make, right, is they don't understand that you don't just need great content, right? Like if you tell the funniest joke and no one hears it, is it funny, right? Like it's like <laughs> that, same, that same saying, like does a, a bear shit in the woods, right? Like in the end of the day, if you guys or not you guys, but anyone is not focusing on getting people to see it, like. So that's what I realized. It's put great content out, get people to see it. Now, here's the problem, right? Is that it's going to cost money to get people to see it. And if you don't have an offer that's going to convert, then you're not going to be motivated to keep putting money in, right? When you go down 3,000, 4,000, 5,000. Now, here's the thing is that when it comes to Instagram, every follower is like a seed that can one day grow into a student, right? A, a paying customer. And so when I started growing my Instagram, I started believing in the concepts that I was just telling you guys. I actually read a book from some um, from a guy that grew an Instagram to like 2 million followers. He put out like a free ebook and I read it and it was like how to get your first 100,000 followers. And the whole idea was have like a, a $300 offer or more, right? Pay for shout outs, find pages where you'll, you'll make your money back and then some. So now you're getting followers and profit. Right. So I was like, all right, I'm going to try that out. So I started negotiating with big pages on Instagram, like, hey, I'll pay you a thousand bucks for 10 posts. And this would be a page like I'll give you an example of a page like Warren Buffett quotes or um, yeah. 
there was another one I can't remember, but the page I'm actually good friends with right now is the, the founder of Wealth. Like I, me and that guy, we've actually partnered on things. So, um, yeah, I offered him, let's just say a thousand bucks for 10 posts. This was like 14 months ago. And I remember by the time that four posts were posted, we made back like two or $3,000 and I gained, you know, 2000 followers, 3000 followers. So at that point I just became addicted, right? I just started mm-hmm. negotiating with every Instagram page. I was paying pages. So, all right. So here's a little secret. If you guys run a shout out on a big page, a lot of scam pages are going to DM you. Hey, you want shout outs? Hey, you want shout outs? Any page that DMs you first, you know, don't do it. Their, their followers mm-hmm. are fake. You're going to waste your money. But I didn't know this. So I was negotiating with every page myself, it got to the point, right? So I was doing it all myself. It got to the point where I had like 15 different pages that I had already paid for. And I was literally just writing down and keeping track myself. It got so messy, so hairy. Um, So I ended up hiring um, the founder of Wealth. Um, I paid him roughly $12,500 to help me grow to 100,000 followers. And I knew he was the best in the business. At the time, he only had like 700,000 followers. Now they have like 3.1. But yeah, he so he just negotiated all my shout outs and started making content for me. And yeah, pretty much I honestly went down like 30, 40 grand because I was just investing so much. Right. But you know what? Our follower count grew so much. So even though the sales weren't necessarily reflective of the money we invested, our followers were growing a lot and we were making a lot of sales. So even though I was down 30 grand, I was like, you know what? I can stop running ads today. And, you know, we had a 97 a month plan. So we had like, let's just say 50 people on the 97 a month plan. I was like, I can stop running ads today, make $5,000 a month passive income, and we'll make sales off the people that are following us over the next six to eight months. Like I would say every follower, you got to give six to eight months um, before you convert <laughs> them into a paying customer. So yeah, we went down 30 grand because of, it wasn't even because of the, the shout outs. It was because I paid for professional help, you know, and yeah. Long story short, working with Wealth actually introduced me to a new agency. He didn't introduce me, but the shout outs introduced me. So some guy from from Germany or actually Switzerland DM me and was like, hey, man, I can help you build a personal brand. Like, I, I like your page. I like what you're doing, but you can do more. So he had the idea for me to start a second Instagram um, just around like my personal brand. So that's why I have Ecom Jared and then at Jared Oaks. Um, so the second page was more about telling my story, like who's the guy you know, behind this other page, essentially. And I started paying his team, you know, it was like, at first it was like three, 4,000 a month, but we started scaling together. And now I pay that team about $20,000 per month, every single month. They handle all my content, all my shout outs, all my DMs. Um, they handle everything. And obviously they're profitable. Otherwise I wouldn't keep paying them. Mm-hmm. But long story short, I know this was a long answer to a question. The question was, what's the biggest mistake? The biggest mistake is not having an offer that converts and not focusing on the marketing. You know, stop trying to have the best content. Start trying to get people to see it. Dude, some bombs right now. Dropping some (laughs) value right here. Um, I'm struggling trying to listen and take notes and think about questions at the same time. That's all such amazing (laughs) stuff. And all those followers are, you know, organic. They're not paid for. So now those seeds are going to sprout eventually, right? Landon and I being in sales, you understand that, you know, five to seven touch points before someone actually, you know, buys or shows interest. So now you have over a hundred thousand, 200,000 people that you can retarget to, right? If And what I also found incredible in that is the fact that you pay 20 grand a month for that service, right? People think that, 
And you're making a solid amount per month as well, right? But people don't understand the amount of investment that goes into being able to generate that type of business um, to that mm-hmm. magnitude. They don't understand how much dollars go into marketing. Like, for example, a guy like Grant Cardone, right? To be honest, I'm not a crazy fan of Grant Cardone. I don't think he brings out the most value. And his, I've been told that his courses and his products aren't the greatest, but he is by far one of the best marketers because everybody knows who Grant Cardone is, right? He's everywhere. You, he, he retargets you. His sales team reaches out to you. So it's not even about, like, I, I 100% agree that value should be the main priority, in my opinion. Like, what, how much value are you bringing? But at the end of the day, if you and I, if you're better than I am, um, but I market better, I'm going to win over the long term, which is crazy to think about. But um, it, it's pretty wild, man. So now I want to transition a little bit. Uh, I know we're going over, but I don't really care about time right now because I want to extract as much value as possible. Um, what was the the move to Vegas? What what sparked that idea? Um, how'd Mikey fall in there? And you know, unpack that for us. Yeah, you know, I didn't I didn't know it was actually supposed to only be thirty minutes. I probably wouldn't have talked as much. No, um, it's all good, man. We'll go we'll go as long as we need to. And there were some things you said that I'd love to to touch on. You know, first of all, um, you know, obviously we weren't paying twenty k a month from the jump. We were paying, like I said, a few k. And the guy that that works for me, he said that. 90% of clients don't last more than, than two to three months. And we've been working with them for a year. So again, you need to have an offer that converts or you're not going to keep um, investing. Uh, can I also, um, can I ask you yeah, Grant something Cardone, too? I, I, just yeah, wanted to, I just wanted to ask you like as a business owner, way farther along than, than myself or Antonio, right? Like what's the, the power of delegation, right? Like, can you just talk about dele- like what it was like for you to, to first start delegating things like that and, and kind of just offloading tasks and paying someone to do it for you. What What's your whole take on delegation and where's your time better spent and, and things like that? Yeah, man. And, and you know, it's funny. I'm glad you asked that because like it was honestly, it pretty much was going, it's probably pretty much where I was going. You know, Grant Cardone has stated that he makes a million dollars per week from his e-commerce, like info business, from his courses. And I love how you mentioned that his courses aren't even the best, right? And that's the whole point is the bigger you get, the less you can give and the more you can make, you know? So when it comes to delegation, delegation is everything because if you're the guy that's doing everything, then you're going to be working in your business, not on your business, right? So think about your business almost like a yacht, right? If you're the the crew that's made, that has to keep the yacht together, you're never going to focus on building that yacht into a cruise. You know what I'm saying? You got you to gotta understand that if you're focused on on keeping the ship together, you're not going to build a bigger ship. So delegation is everything. This started with my dropshipping businesses. You know, I was very stubborn to hire my first employee. We did over a million in sales before I hired my first employee. We had thousands of customers. I was handling it all myself. The moment I hired my first employee, the business started growing. Our info business, I was negotiating shout outs. I was answering DMs. I was making the content myself on Canva. I was doing everything myself. The moment I started delegating all of that, the content, the DMs, the shout outs, we literally went from, so, and this is honestly going to answer your question, Antonio. So we were living in New York at the time and Mikey didn't even have an Instagram. At the time, our, our info business was doing about $4,000 a month in sales. So living in New York, no Instagram and no team, we were doing $4,000 a month in sales. Our first month in Vegas, we brought, we start, we, I started investing in Mikey's Instagram to help build, build the business. Um, and we obviously just, we brought the... So we brought the team in and we started Mikey's Instagram at the same time. Um, now the team obviously helped me grow a lot, but obviously helping having Mikey come in was great too. Um, 
our first month in Vegas, which was also our first month with the team, we went from 5K in sales to 13K. The next month was like 19K. And then we did 30 and then we did 40. And then we ended up doing like 80K um, just off Instagram, literally just off Instagram in one month. And we haven't gotten to that level yet, honestly. Like we, you know, people that don't know business think it's just a straight road to the top. You know, business is like a stock, right? You see a stock hit an all-time high and then it corrects and then it'll either hit new all-time highs or just keep going down. It's the same thing with business. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we hit 80K in a month and now we've been kind of hovering between 40 and 60 on our info business. And ultimately what we've realized is that if we're going to get from 60 to 80 or 40 to 80, um, you know, if we're going to get from from there to 100, 200, 300, there's a lot more delegating that we need to do. So ultimately, the the secret to delegation is always, you know, start a business, create customers, create a mess, outsource that mess, create a bigger mess and keep that cycle going. And and uh, yeah, that's it. So now, like I said, we're hovering between I'll say 50 to 70K a month in sales. And yeah, we we're obviously shooting for that six figure per month mark. And, you know, the, the three ways to do it are, you know, one more delegation, two higher ticket offers and three, you know, better content. Mm -hmm. People think this shit's easy, man. And they, <laughs> they, they hear they hear passive income, but they don't understand how active that has to start. Right. You're actually working harder than you would be um, than you would be at a job. Right. Probably longer hours, more stress. But it's so fucking worth it. Think about it. Jared did all these things within like two to three years. <laughs> People don't have this type of success until they're like 65 and then they're fucking sitting there with their 401k money for a, a million bucks and then they can retire for 20 years if they don't die before that, right? So <laughs> like, and I love the way that Jared and Mikey dissect it. Like, it's not about the money, but it's about what the money can do for me, right? So like the money's not like the money, it's not what it's about, but most people, all of their struggle comes from not being able to support their their lifestyle, Right. If you could get the money part out of the way, then you can focus on that lifestyle. And I, that's exactly what I know you guys all stand for. And this market is so saturated with people who can say, hey, we're going to produce results. Um, there's a lot of humility in the fact that you were like, hey, our students only get a percentage, a small percentage of results. But one, the fact that you can't rely on everyone working as hard as you would. And uh, you know, two, this shit's hard. And the, the fact that you know, I would say 95 to 99% of people that are in your space are a bunch of frauds, bro. Um, I can confidently refer somebody to you guys and know that they're in good hands. So you guys do amazing work. I, I appreciate that. Did I ever actually answer your question now that I think about it? <laughs> why, why did you guys move to Vegas? Um, yeah, yeah. Why don't you tell me a little bit more? Because, uh, you know, I went out there and the vibe is immaculate, bro. The, the, the <laughs> network, there's not as many people here. And I, I, I like, I hate to say it, but I just think it's the truth. There's not as many people here. And I've been living in New York for a long time. I was one of those Long Island kids he referred to that daddy and mommy paid for everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are just not enough people here that, at least in my immediate network, that I can be like, I'm thinking something and everyone's like, all right, let's go create it. Um, there's just a lot of employees out here that make good money, but they're employees. Um, so go ahead, man. Ah, you know, that that was obviously a reason. I didn't even think about that until I actually moved to Vegas, you know. So it was um, December of 2019 that there was something called MJ BizCon. And what that is, is Marijuana Business Convention, literally. And at the time, I was just looking for new high ticket products, you know, and, and that's the thing. When I find high ticket products for my stores, I find inspiration from anything, man, like literally anything. You know, one of me and Mikey's best sellers on a store that we co-owned together, he literally got the idea from his aunt at like a Christmas party. Not even kidding. So, you know, 
for whatever reason, I don't remember what sparked the inspiration, but I was inspired to sell LED grow lights, not really necessarily for marijuana, but just LED grow lights. And I remember I called the supplier and you know, when I call suppliers, I act like I'm, I know what I'm talking about. So he was like, Hey man, are you going to, this is the first supplier I spoke to in the marijuana industry. He was like, Hey man, are you going to MJ BizCon in December in Vegas? Now, obviously this is before COVID, which was, you know, I missed those days, but um, you know, I'd never been to Vegas before. And this guy's saying there's going to be a huge business convention, tons of suppliers, tons of everything. And it's obviously just a reason to go to business. It's a tax write off. So I, I asked my partner slash older cousin um, on the store. I'm like, hey, man, you want to go to Vegas with me? Like, let's go see what's up. So we go. Honestly, we go to the convention. It was phenomenal, man. Like 10,000 plus suppliers. Like some of the suppliers we work with, we still make money that we met from this from the convention. And since I've gone to convent, since then I've gone to multiple other conventions. I've gone to a pool and spa shows. Um, dude, I met a supplier at a pool and spa show that for one of our stores does six figures per month. So obviously this was all before COVID. I really do hope that one day conventions will come back because they're so much fun and you really will meet some incredible suppliers that you can actually make tons of money with. So anyway, I went to Vegas just for business, but we end up obviously having fun too. We went to some nightclubs. Um, we saw Wiz Khalifa, uh, whoever booked Wiz Khalifa at their club the same weekend as the marijuana business convention. Good for you. You know, great, great business move. But um, I had an amazing time. And, you know, at that point, I wasn't even building a personal brand yet, but I knew I was going to come back to Vegas. I just loved the city. The energy was amazing. Um, it just felt great. So when I started building the personal brand, I was like, you know, I'm making all this money, but I'm living in my mom's basement. It's like, what if people found out, you know, like I'm posting how to make money online. What if people actually found out? So I was like, you know, what? I got to get out of here. So staying in New York was never an option because I knew I wanted to improve my lifestyle. And I just knew that wouldn't happen in New York. So the three cities I looked at were LA, Miami and Vegas. And when you look at the houses, it's like not even close. Like you can get such sick houses in Vegas for such better prices. So at that point, I started rallying some troops to get, you know, I was like, let's do it. And Mikey was on board. Obviously, we were making money together. And luckily, I had other friends that I also had taught. And, you know, that's why people think I'm so selfless for teaching my friends how to make business, how to do online business. And I'm like, to be honest, it was selfish. Like, I had no one to talk about it, no one to hang out with. Like, everyone was work. Like, having my friends become successful with me is the best thing that I could have ever done, honestly. And of course, I have a cut of their stores, too. But forget all that. Like, it's just so amazing having people to share it with. So yeah, we decided to make the move, you know, without even seeing the house. We found the house online. Obviously, you've seen it. We knew, I mean, you know, we saw it online and we were like, it can't be that much worse in person. Like, it looked pretty sick online. You know, had a pool, basketball court, hot tub. Like, I was like, there's, how could this be bad, right? Like, mm -hmm. so we just took the chance and, you know, we didn't know anyone, but we, we obviously had each other. And it was the second night in Vegas, second night here, right? So we moved in on Monday, September 21st. It's now Tuesday, September 22nd. And this guy that I follow, who also does e-commerce, happened to get a penthouse, $15 million penthouse in Vegas. And, you know, obviously this guy's not answering DMs from everyone, but the way that the, way the, the message requests work is it sorts by followers. So the more followers you have, the higher you'll come up in a message request inbox on Instagram. So I see this guy's throwing a party in his $15 million penthouse. So I just DM him. I'm like, hey, man, like, can we come? His assistant reaches out to me. Next thing you know, I'm on the phone with him. And he's like, yeah, you can come. So my second night in Vegas was spent 
and a $15 million penthouse. Insane. Like the sickest place I've ever seen in my life. Famous TikTok stars, models, porn stars, like insane night. And I already knew I made the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That's fucking all. And, and just being there for a weekend, I knew you guys like that's, that, that was 100% the right decision. I, I know you guys aren't looking back. Um, no, and I'm not saying we're, we plan on living here forever, but I don't, I don't see New York anytime soon. Like maybe test out Miami or Cali, um, in the next few years, we definitely plan on staying in Vegas for at least another full year. So, you know, we'll be here. And, and here. For, for those people that don't understand, um, how business ownership works, the amount of savings that you, you know, have in taxes, especially living from New York or LA, um, you're saving about 13 to 15% of your income, um, just because of the, the bullshit taxes that, New York imposes and California imposes. So it's, I'm, I'm sure that that also had a little bit to do with that decision as well from an accounting standpoint. Dude, dude, that had a huge decision. And I actually worked it out before I left that literally the amount I was paying in rent is the amount I'm saving in taxes. Mm -hmm. So it's like I have a beautiful house now when I obviously it started making. So, you know, obviously we made a lot of improvements on the Instagram business when we moved. But it can't be slept on the fact that our sales doubled when we moved here. And a big part of that was having a nice house, right? And at this point, I'm living in Vegas for three months and I'm driving a Nissan Sentra. And you know what? I'm like, you know what? When I improved my house, my sales started doing well. So how about I improve my car? And I really didn't think about it. It was actually kind of funny. Uh, one of my roommates, he just booked an appointment to test drive Teslas. And he literally woke me up because I was the only one with a car. He's like, can you drive me to test drive a car? And I end up test driving one and loving it so much that I end up signing a lease that day without even really thinking about it much. Like literally just woke up that morning having no idea that I was going to get a Tesla. Um, when I went to the dealership and test drove it and they were like, yeah, we could actually pick up your lease and take that car off your hands. I was like, all right, you got me sold. <laughs> and so honestly, dude, I got the Tesla and right away our Instagram sales started improving again. So you know, we want to take our, our info business, our course business to the next level. And it's kind of crazy because when you make money from Instagram, there's actually a correlation to improving your lifestyle and seeing your sales go up. Like people think it's all about, you know, new content or new every whatever. Sometimes it's literally about just showing off a better lifestyle. You know, sometimes actually going on vacation. Like I remember one night I rented out a insane hotel suite um, and threw a party. Like i Without even knowing that many people in Vegas, I somehow managed to get like 70 people to fill out a hotel balcony suite overlooking the, the fountains, like one of the best hotel rooms in the whole city. Um, through the party, posted all over my Instagram. The next day, our Instagram business did $11,000 in sales. Sick. There's no, and, and I have endless stories like that where we did super cool things. And our sales just skyrocketed. And that's what's so crazy about making money with social media is you actually, instead of thinking about saving every penny, you're actually like, you know what? I'm going to live on the edge and I'm probably going to make more because of it. And that mentality has honestly made my life so much better because now every time someone else is like, outweigh, is it worth the money? Is it worth the money? For me, it's the exact opposite. It's like, I'll probably make more if I go on that trip to Miami, if I fly to that other country, if I buy a nicer car, buy a nice, like, and it honestly has worked every single time. <laughs> Jared, what what does the future hold, man? So what is what is ten years from now look like? What is thirty years from now look like for you? <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because like a question people ask me when they're thinking about like starting our business, 
like the the drop shipping business is oh is this going to be around in 20 30 years and my obvious answer is one yes but two you know you're looking at it the wrong way right majority of people that create real wealth create it rather quickly and for anyone you should really just be thinking about how can i how can i create a lot of money quickly so i can put that in an investment portfolio and that'll grow quicker than my income and to be honest mm-hmm. i've gotten to that point where i definitely make more off some of my investments than i do off business i mean you know cardano this the last two weeks i've probably made like 50 60k alone so it's like you know i, I can make more off investments than my business as well right so at this point when i think about my future you know i've been honestly taking a lot of time to master trading um, i've gotten good at it i've had some crazy trading experiences you know where i've made 100k in a few days and then lost it in a few hours and um now i've been really taking the time to master it i've um, I've received some offers for some of my stores. Unfortunately, none of them have gone through yet. So, you know, I should be selling one of my stores for, you know, a very large payout very soon. Um, you know, a, a type of payout where I could honestly almost retire. But, you know, when I think about my future, you know, there's 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 ventures that I've gotten in that have failed. Like, I don't want to let, let the record straight, right? I've been in businesses since I've been successful that have failed, right? So when I think about my future, you know, really what I want to do is I do want to be, you know, an, an angel an angel type of investor um, over the long run. But in the short run, there's a few I, there's a few things that have me um, really, uh, really curious. And th- those three things are one, obviously, just trading. I love to trade. I, I just love it. Like, I'm honestly passionate about it. And obviously, when you have large sums of money to play with, you can make very ridiculous sums. Um, right now, I play with small money just because I'm practicing. Like, I do it right now I'm just learning the craft, but, you know, I do intend to, to see some, some big, big numbers. Um, the second thing that I've contemplated doing is, and, and we've, we've done some work with this, but, you know, this is obviously some big dreams is, you know, venture capitalism in the sense of getting an investment to build the next Wayfair.com. You know, think about it like, you know, we've done over $20 million in sales. Um, so when I ask myself, what would be quicker? Do another 20 million in sales or raise $10 million from some billionaires? And a fun fact of money is that the more money you have, the easier it is to raise money, right? Like the Winklevosses, you guys know who the Winklevosses are. They're worth $10 billion, right? They were able to raise $1 billion within like a few weeks, right? So it's the same concept, but with on a different scale, right? Like for me, it would be very easy right now to raise a few hundred grand but, you know, I almost want to see if I could even raise a few million either to start the next Wayfair. So my plan would be obviously to just start buying out um, all my best sellers and throwing them in a warehouse. Um, and and I, I've already paid to get a pitch deck design, like contemplated, like we've reached out to Shark Tank. We haven't heard back, but, you know, there's so many other ways to get funding. Um, so, yeah, again, my ideas are right now it's like sell some of my companies, um, trade for fun just because I love to do it. And, you know, you could literally make. You know, when you have six, seven figures to play with, you can make more money than really any business. So um, sell some companies, trade, potentially land some multi-million dollar investments. And then the last thing that really has my interest is buying big Instagram pages. So obviously, as I mentioned to you guys, um, the way I grew my Instagram was getting shouted out on big pages. And I've seen that there's a huge opportunity right now in owning big pages. And I'll tell you who, who's been capitalizing on that opportunity is Mark Cuban. You know, he he owns. He secretly owns a good amount of pages. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of at Daquan, but at Daquan, 
um, just last year sold for about $85 million, right? Not 8.5, million to, to Warner Bros, right? And wow. think about it. When Warner Bros <laughs> owns a page that has 15 million followers, right? And it's a meme page. They post a movie, right? They post a movie, let's just say trailer, and the meme page puts like the shocked emoji and says, this shit look lit or some shit, you know? Yeah, right, right. right. Yeah. It's genius. So they have so much marketing, so much leverage. <laughs> I agree. So, yeah, man. So, you know, my idea is, you know, really just flip these millions, freaking buy some Instagram pages, maybe land some investments. Like there's a lot up in the air, but I'll tell you, you know, what's not in the cards and that's going broke. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And and fourth, you forgot to mention hodling crypto. I definitely know that's part oh. of your plan as well. Oh, man. I mean, like I said, I got this shirt on right now. It says Bitcoin Latinum. It's a new coin that should be launched. Actually, like I said, I signed a contract to even be on the team. It's, But yeah, I, I've been hodling crypto for almost a full year now. And like I said, it, it's gotten to the point where um, some of the biggest days I've had profit, you know, um, you know, honestly, I never made 20K in a single day before, before I started hodling crypto. Like, that's the thing. Like, my business was making great money. But when I tell people about the power of investing, it's like, you know, it, it's just absolutely insane. You know, back in the day, the S&P 500, you know, if you made 10% a year, you were happy. And these days, it's like 10% a day is like, people aren't even satisfied. <laughs> like, yeah, it's crazy. Um <laughs> Cool, man. I appreciate you unpacking all this, man. And and we usually stick within the 30 minute time frame, but I wanted to get everything out. Um, you're a good friend now. And, and I do want to be conscious of all of our times right now, though. But I did see, and correct me if I'm wrong, you still wearing the consistency wins wristband. I do. That, I do. Hell yeah, I man. I Bro. love that. And, you know, there are people that I give it to. And, you know, some people, Land is not a wristband guy, he claims. Um, you know, some people take them off. So, um, I do want to just get like, hear what you think of that. And, uh, you know, what does consistency win mean to you? You know? Yeah. Listen, I'll be honest. I went on like a big dinner the other night. It was like, it was, it was part of this Bitcoin Latinum team dinner and it was insane, man. There was a freaking, it was literally me, an, another millionaire, a billionaire and 10 supermodels. And I'll be honest, I didn't keep the wristband on for that. Um, it's okay. But, <laughs> Other than that, I've honestly had it on every second since you left. And to be honest, really, like, there, the reason why I keep it on is because there's been multiple times already where I looked at it and it honestly helped me. Like, you know, you probably can't see, but like my face is really bruised. It's from jujitsu today. And like, you know, I get my ass beat a lot. And, you know, I literally just tell myself consistency wins. Like, there are a lot of days I don't want to get in that gym and fight, but it's like, I want to be a great fighter. I made it a goal of mine to become a black belt. And obviously that's a 10 year plan. So it's like, I literally just tell myself consistency wins the same thing with trading, right? Like I'm, I've only been trading for about five to six months. So I'm pretty inexperienced. And, you know, I wake up at five 30 in the morning cause I, I trade the markets by six 30. And again, I literally just tell myself consistency wins. Like I'm not, so, you know, two of the hardest things to do in the world are become a skilled martial artist and become a skilled trader. And I'm literally a novice at both. And this is what I tell people about myself is like, I'm not trading because I need the money. I'm doing it because it, you know, it got, it gets me excited again. You know, it, it's something that actually, you know, makes me want to wake up. Like my e-commerce businesses literally will make money whether I'm alive or not. Like, I don't even want to say asleep or awake, literally alive or dead. And it's at that point where I, not to say like, I don't have like passion for it anymore, but like, it just doesn't excite me anymore. Like the new, new money excites me. So 
Um, yeah, man, the fact that I'm doing two of the hardest things to do right now as beginner in both trading and jujitsu, it's like, I literally have nothing to tell myself other than the fact that consistency wins. So that's, Fuck yeah. that's, the, that's the reason why I kept it on, honestly, is just because I really do look down at it and tell myself that it does win. And me and Mikey talk about it. We laugh about it. Like, it's it's great, man. I, I, I honestly, you know, I, I tell people the truth. Like, when I don't like a brand, I don't like it, but I like this one. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I, I appreciate that. And that, thanks for the soundbite as well. Um, <laughs> I, I actually do find it cooler, the fact that you took it off and actually put it back on. A lot of people, when they take it off, that's it. It's just gone. It stays on the dresser. Um, the fact that you support it, man, means a lot, bro. It kind of gave me chills a little bit. Just um, it really, it really does mean a lot. And there's a there's a lot that I'm going to tell you offline about it. And you know, we're going to grow the hell out of it. So, um, Land, you got anything you want to ask before we wrap up? No, man. Uh, usually, we give the our, our guests the floor to just give our listeners like 30 seconds that you want to leave them with. So maybe maybe drop some lines on how they can follow your journey, ways to get in touch with you, follow your follow your personal brand, um, and then any any uh, final words of wisdom, so to speak, you want to leave behind. Yeah, man, I I definitely will. So yeah, you can find me on Instagram at um at ecom jared or at jared oaks oaks is spelled oks so just j-a-r-e-d-o-k-s um youtube more than money is the name of the channel um yeah if you want to join our team of winners obviously we'd love to have you um in terms of wisdom you know all i can really say is you know believe you're great you know even if no one else does you know no one believed i was honestly um but there was nothing that was going to stop me and if you're in a business venture right now that isn't doing well for you, you know, this is a very important thing that a lot of entrepreneurs don't understand is that you can quit on that business without quitting on yourself. So, you know, not all businesses are created equal. I started many different businesses before I found one that worked. Um, and it was hard for me to quit the ones that were failing because I don't want to be a quitter. But sometimes quitting is okay as long as you never quit on yourself. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Mic drop. Jared, thanks so much, bro. I appreciate your time. Appreciate you guys having me. tuning in to the learn lead podcast where you get to own your life stay tuned for our future guests coming soon make sure to like and subscribe